Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome into a special Monday edition of Infection Podcast. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on X at Nicholas M. Craig. You can visit our website, infectionpodcast.com. Joining us with the very timely background, the hot game oh, yes. of the minute, the hot hot host of the minute, Brian with an eye Aldridge with oh, all yeah. the hot takes. <laughs> What's going on, Brian? How are you? I'm doing very well. Of course, you can find me at Boise Computer on X or uh, at Ryan Aldridge on the rest of them. Uh, and thank you, Nick, for being flexible for a Monday show. My son has football, a number of football games that kind of coincide uh, at the same time as the podcast. So we're trying to make it so I can still go see his games. Well, you know, here's the great thing about the podcast medium. You know, people that religiously listen to the same show, when it comes out, they'll just listen to it. It's the convenience yeah. of podcast versus doing three hours of live radio every morning where if you can't be there it's a huge problem so uh <laughs> so yeah there's yeah. The, the, definitely the advantage of uh of the podcast medium so brian for yep. many a months now i have m- years now on this on this very program it was originally called, or it was originally the Infection, the Survival Podcast. For many years on that show and on this yeah. most recent edition of Infection Podcast, I've been talking about how I was ready to buy a new GPU. I, yes. I was, I had the cash. I've had the cash. It's not been a problem. I just haven't had a reason. And and I think for most folks, I think a lot of folks have been in that same place. I've been rocking a GTX 1070 now for the last at least four years, if not longer. Yeah. Um, well, you and, and I bought right within, um, what, a month or a month prob- and a half of each other? Yeah, we something a, like that. Yeah, I think you had a 10, 1080, I had a 1070. I had a 1080, you had the 1070. Yep. Great card. I've had nothing had nothing but positive things to say about it. I've had no issues with it, no no problems. Uh, EVGA is a phenomenal company. I wish that NVIDIA wasn't such a scummy company where they could continue, and EVGA could continue in their, um, in their, their marketability. Um, but nevertheless... The time has finally come. I always said, and I think a lot of folks have said, there's a there's a new game coming out. You know, we I'm, there's a reason to buy a new GPU. For for my, many folks, it was going to be GTA 6. For a lot of folks now, it is Starfield. So I've purchased yeah. a new GPU, very uh, the same one that you got minus a, a metal shroud. Um, and I now I said I would never do this, as I said I would never switch from Intel to AMD, and I did. Back to AMD GPUs and the. Yeah. Radeon RX 6750 XT, uh, which I got, uh, have not had a chance to install yet because it's a kind of a time-consuming process and life gets busy, so I have not played Starfield, um, but that that's the same GPU you've got. It's a, it's a nice, yep. it's a nice kind of mid, mid to upper tier GPU, and the cool thing about these GPUs now is is if you're buying select AMD GPUs, you get a free copy of Starfield. So I bought my card for three seventy. Uh, it's normally four thirty. There's only yep. like sixteen of them left in stock, and I got a. I haven't redeemed it yet because I can't. Um, but you get a free copy of Starfield. So three hundred dollar GPU, not a bad buy. But enough, enough about me and my woes. Have you played Starfield? Yeah, I played it quite a bit over the weekend, right, and I've been playing on an Xbox Series X. I did go and look, though, I wanted to see on the PC edition if you could play it using their cloud service, because I have the, the Game Pass Ultimate, mm-hmm. um, and they do allow you to play it. So even if you had a device that wasn't great, an it looks Xbox like you'd One? be able to play it. Uh, well, e- even on PC, you could stream it to uh, just a, a basic like Chromebook. Yeah. Okay. If you wanted to, so and then if, you know if you wanted to cast it to your TV or put an HDMI cable out of a Chromebook, but yeah, you could play it on a, any device that takes the um, the streaming ability of of the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and stream it to a low end device. So that that's pretty cool because that's perfect for this type of a game that's not a online multiplayer. And one thing I love about the fact that it's not an online game is, for instance, Diablo if you walk away from for a while and you come back and you were inside of a dungeon, it will reset your progress mm. because because it's online, it logs you out, you have to log sure. back in, and then you're starting at the beginning of that quest line. Um, with this, because it's an offline game, I can walk away, It can the Xbox can go to sleep, and when I turn it back on, I'm right where I left off. 
which is nice because, uh, you know, it would be a pain on some of these quests to have to do that. Uh, as far as issues, um, the, the, I've only run into a few quest issues here and there. The, like, for instance, there was one where it just didn't seem to progress. You know, it was supposed to bring up a prompt uh, where I'm raising my right hand and like swearing an oath to somebody. Um, and they just stared at me and there was no option to click anything. Uh, but it does, it do, does auto saves. And so there was an auto save, you know, just a minute before that was able to load and the next time it worked. And I went and looked online. There were a lot of other people with that same issue. So I'm assuming once they put out a big patch, it's going to cover a lot of these issues. Another one where, um, you know, it's saying to go and, you know, I was supposed to go and travel somewhere through a transportation device. And I went over there and it wouldn't let me go through. And it's because like there was some part of the quest I was supposed to do that wasn't really clear. Uh, you know, and so I did it again and then figured out, oh, I had to do a little bit more here. Uh, but, you know, other than that, world-wise, um, you know, mechanics-wise, everything else seems to work pretty well. Uh, there's a lot of, of story to this. I don't know how, compared to like Skyrim and uh, Fallout, how much, I assume there's going to be a very similar amount of content, hopefully. Because that's one thing I enjoyed about Fallout is you could just play and, you know, it just seems like there was always something to do or always more. Um, with this, you know, I'm hoping that that's kind of that same feeling because, I mean, I remember playing through all of Fallout 4 and I was very pleased that it just, there kept being more content and more to do and I could go and, and search. And I was starting to get sad when I realized I was seeing the whole map. Uh, you know, this, I, I, I've been trying not to do a lot of spoilers um, I've been trying not to just go everywhere and kind of take it where the quests take me so that I'm not ruining any of that trajectory. But uh, so far, the the companions, there's a lot of companions. I wasn't sure how they'd lock you down on that. Uh, you get people that, you know, I, I haven't got to the building my own ship part. Uh, you know, I have some other ship that, you know, was pre-done. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think you can, like here, or this, I assume this is a custom ship. Or maybe one that you can purchase. Um, you know, it's, it sounds like there's a lot of really cool stuff, and that's the stuff that I, you know is kind of fun. Is you know maybe collecting big ships or just trying to find the biggest ship. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not looking to use any kind of mods or cheats or anything. I want to have the go with the story because I feel like a game like this, when because they take Fallout does that example of when you kind of cheat and jump ahead you all of a sudden, you know, you're just kind of ruining how the, how small, how big the world feels to you. Because then when you go back and start doing your little quest, you already know all this stuff is over here. It kind of ruins it, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so just kind of taking it where the quests take me, unfolding places as I come across them. Um, but yeah, you can see they have nice big ships. The, the animations and everything look pretty good. I mean, uh, there's... You know, a bunch of worlds. I've only been to a couple of them because I've not just been flying around and exploring. Uh, but Let me yeah, ask you so this. It's very good game. Uh, uh, one of the concerns I brought forward last week before I had played it, I still haven't, again, for the record, um, was that the intro was laboriously, laboratoriously long. Did you, yeah. are you through it yet? Or are you still dealing with Well, I don't know what they consider the intro. I've just been doing quests and, and unlocking things. Um, I don't think the intro was too long because I'm assuming I already did the intro. Um, you know, How I've many got, hours do you have? Oh, um, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up here while we go. I mean, I would say at least probably 10 to 15. Oh, yeah, you have to I'd be have... through the intro then. Yeah, 10 to 15, you have to be through it. Um, um, I, I assume the beginning part is where you're kind of... Yeah, I, okay. So the, the intro part... If, if I'm if I'm assuming where that kind of ends, I think it ends in a cave only, from what I watched. Okay, that, I mean that's not very long. Okay, that's like 10, 10 15 minutes. Oh well, so to, I mean, there's ten fifteen minutes of you kind of doing stuff, and then um, and then they send you off, and so I I don't think it's really interesting. I don't think maybe it's I miss, really that long. Maybe I, I either misunderstood or you're still in the intro, uh, and it doesn't seem like the intro, which I'm fine with. I can't that's imagine, yeah. Um, I, I can't imagine I'd still be in the intro because I've, like, there, there's, 
I'm trying. I don't want to give you spoilers too sure. much. What, what I mean, are you okay with just like base, like the base of the game, base knowledge? Is after the beginning part, there's just kind of the base setup of the of the whole. I, I'd prefer part. not. Uh, but if okay, the, then I won't. So, but but there, but there is something where you know you're in that cave, yes, and something's discovered, and that's within you know ten minutes. Interesting. Of, okay. Of of the beginning of the game, so. Yeah, that's. I not... don't think it's a real. So I, I've done eighteen hours. So oh wait, how long to be? Oh, that's 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 a estimate they put on there. I'm trying to see where my time is. So oh, they changed. The yeah, interface I, I either here. I must have miss I either misunderstood or the reviewer misrepresented exactly what the intro was. One of the other concerns that I saw again, full disclosure, have not played it yet. I will for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the inventory is incredibly overwhelming? It's like thirty to. 40% of the game time. Your, what's your I mean, initial impressions on that? Yeah, yeah. Fallout's a lot, too. It, it, it's it's just like Fallout. I mean, if, if you look okay. at how they did the Fallout inventory, how they do the things laying around the world, if, I <laughs> mean, if, if a person's everywhere. never... Yeah, I mean, if a person's never played Fallout, okay, then you're going to be like, what in the world is all this? Why do I want to pick up a, a, a paperweight? Why, why is this paperweight <laughs> worth, you know, 10 credits? Um, yeah. You know, it's just... It's stuff like that. If you played Fallout, then that's that's what you get to expect. Gotcha. It's it's the same. It's the same as that. Um, and you can go around and pick up everything. And guess what? You're going to have an inventory, and you're you'll be weighed down, full of junk. Um, but you know, just like Fallout, you you eventually learn. Why well, don't pick up everything? There's a lot of stuff I leave. I start to figure out what's important, and I pick those things up. You have a companion that can carry some things for you. So if if you get you know if you come across a gun that's heavy, that you really want, toss some of your stuff to your companion, and and then pick up what you want, right? And then when you get to a place, go and sell some of the stuff, make or you know offload it places. Uh, it, it's it's almost identical to how the inventory system works for Fallout. I mean, there's not much of a difference. How's the combat system? With no uh, vault, the, or no vault of uh, whatever that system was called in Fallout, the slow warp system or whatever it was. Yeah, I find that I I need first person is the best. Oh, you can to, switch. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, you I can didn't know you, that. you can tab in and out of first person and two variations of third person. You know, as far as one's more over the shoulder, one's mm-hmm. you know, and so that I think uh, when you're shooting a gun and you're looking down a sight. It's because they don't have like a lock. There's not really very much, um, you know, assistance, aim, yeah. aim, like aim assistance. And so I found that just looking down the sights in first person, you're pretty accurate and you're able to, you know, shoot pretty well. There's a whole bunch I haven't even discovered yet sure. with crafting and building. I mean, you can build bases, I think, or as far as you can lay down maybe things that are gathering resources. I don't know. I, I did the beginning of it, and I was like, well, I don't want to do that here. <laughs> I want to kind of know what I'm getting into before I just plop something down. Um, and then, of course, then there's the shipbuilding that you'll be able to do, where I've heard of people making some pretty crazy ships out of various parts. Um, there's a lot of combat. Now, what I would say is the more fun part is the uh, ship combat. When you're flying around, kind of like what Elite Dangerous did, but a little less confusing, um, you have your ship combat, uh, which allows you to harvest or, you know, gather stuff from the ones that you kill. Um, you can tailor your character for different specializations, which is kind of like Fallout, you know, as far as you can pick perks in Fallout. Um, you can tailor your, your character and your abilities to where if you want to be a, well, first of all, you could be a good guy or you can be a bad guy or, or girl or they. You know, you get the choice in this in the very beginning. Um, you, you can t- kind of tailor what you want to be. Uh, and so if you want to be a person who has a really bad reputation and does all bad things and makes decisions that, you know, are all about you, kind of like the all the other games that they have, you can do that. So you could go around and just rob people or, I don't you know, how that interaction works. Shoot, you know, shoot people and take their stuff and, and, and do all that if you want to. Um, so it's kind of, it's just a lot. Very similar to the way that they work everything, and I'm wondering if this is a future version of Skyrim slash Fallout. You know, because it's supposed to be way in the future, um, and I think Earth is no longer habitable or something. 
which would fall right into this being an extension of Fallout 4. You know, like maybe they get off the planet in Fallout 4. I, you know, who knows what the, and, and after, you know, Fallout 5, 6, whatever it is, the next one. Um, you know, maybe this is an extension of the future of Fallout. And they just haven't told you. And that's kind of my guess. Um, because it feels a lot like all of that mechanics-wise, or maybe just because they have the same engine. You know, and, and when you're playing something that feels enough similar, you're like, okay, well, maybe this could be. Uh, but I'm just kind of wondering if it's all going to tie together. You know, eventually they say Skyrim, which, you know, where'd the magic go, but Fallout, and then this are all kind of in the same universe. Absolutely. Um, we, our friend uh, Johnny Find on our Discord was commenting. We'll encourage other folks to do so. Jump in there and give us your thoughts. Um, said that, um, you know, I'm really enjoying it. It's a, quote, good in all caps game, talking about some of the graphics and things on it. I, I've heard uh, a lot of positives. I, I will admit, since I knew I was going to be playing it as early as I was, and I know it's obviously at this point it's not early. It's been out for a week and a half. Um, but that I really just haven't watched almost anything in terms of content. I've watched a lot of technical stuff like graphics cards, CPUs, all that. Haven't watched a lot of uh, actual gameplay stuff. But from everything that I have seen, headlines and read and whatnot, um, it ever every there's does there doesn't seem to be much in terms of criticism. Everything seems to be yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty above board in terms of comments. Now, last week while we were on the air, uh, we were waiting for the Steam page to come live for this game. Um, it was mm -hmm. like, and literally like three minutes after we stopped the show, it finally became available. So that's been about six days. But um, taking a look at you know the Steam reviews now, again, take these for what they're worth um, at this point in time. 39,572 reviews. So just a couple shy of of 40,000 and it's got a 77% uh, positive review, which is on par with most of reviews beforehand, which were seven or eight. That's what you saw for yeah. a vast majority of the reviews for this game. So this would seem to be on par with that and maybe on the upper scale of, of those reviews. Obviously people are uh, enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th I think that this, um, you know, seeing that this is their biggest launch now, you know, the, they this beat, um, I think on Steam, it beat the uh, beat their other games. I don't know if that's as far as installs or concurrent players because they've reached over one million concurrent players. Here we go. According to your game, the Bethesda title has seen a daily concurrent user peak of 250,000 players on Steam, um, but with over one million concurrent players across, you know, their various platforms. Uh, and I, I've heard also that, you know, even though it's a, on the game pass, people are still upgrading, you know, it's got a huge amount of sales for the, um, di digital, di uh, what, I don't know what they're calling it, but like equivalent of the digital deluxe editions. Yeah. So but there's a lot of, a lot of people playing this game and, and it takes, I, I put in the, a link in our notes about how long it should take you you know, doing the quests and things for the different types of play styles. So like main story, main insides, and completionist. We'll look at that in a second. Here's the Steam DB chart. All-time peak was yesterday at 330,000 on Steam. You know, this is an interesting game. 330, I, I'm not taking, that's a huge number. But this is a, you know, when you look at games like Skyrim, and Fallout, th these are very mm -hmm. mainstream games. And Brian, I think it's interesting because we're kind of used to de I don't want to say indie games because that's not what we're dealing with, but we're more, we're used to dealing with not mainstream launches right? we talk about, yeah. uh, we, uh, this is going all the way back to H1 Z1 all the way through the survival podcast with arc and all these other games. These were not mainstream releases. This, these were PC, you know, more in depth, harder core PC gamers that were playing this game. So when you look at a number like 330, you might go, well, man, I'm surprised it's not a million or a million and a half. But you have to remember with a mainstream title like this, console is blows PC numbers out of the freaking water. And when you note over a million, that was at a quarter million on Steam. You know, this is only available on Xbox. 
So that those other 700 plus thousand, if not more, players are playing on one platform, Brian. They're playing on the Xbox. Now, obviously, you could be playing it on Game Pass streaming on a computer. I don't think that's a very big number. That might be in the te- small tens of thousands. If that, it yeah. might be that high thousands, uh, depending on how, how many people are actually playing in that that realm. Um, but it, we, uh, it's a little bit of a reality check that, yes, you know, I don't even, well, you are, you actually, you are part of this number that, that I'm talking about. I'm not, I haven't seriously played console games in years. Um, you're still actively doing it. And many folks like myself just kind of brush off the console as, ah, oh, it's just a thing that, you know, that, that children use. I, I, I don't touch a console anymore. I don't, but it's still, it's still at least two thirds of this player base, if not more. Yeah, and so I think this being on the Game Pass is huge as far as getting people to commit to playing it without having to put out any money. And I think it's helped them, uh, Bethesda, immensely because a ton of those people have have turned around and paid money for it. Sure. And if you look here, so the main story here is 18 hours. So just playing the main quest lines, not doing too much else other than keeping on the main story. I've not been picking up a bunch of side quests wherever. Um, you know, I figured that's something I can do eventually, but I've been sticking fairly close to the main story. Um, you know, I'm sure I've got a few side quests I've picked up and not realized. But the completionist is the big thing. I mean, that's 212 hours of gameplay of, of just kind of doing everything possible in the game, which is quite a bit. And I think that kind of goes along with what the average player of Fallout um, and you know, Skyrim type of player that's what they want. They want Let's it to where, yeah. you know, whatever you're doing, <laughs> uh, you, you can sit there and there's people that are, are, you know, putting millions of potatoes on top of and dropping them from things or placing them in closets just to see how the physics work. Uh, you know, because that's things they used to do with Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim's well, right around 231. Um, well, main story, yeah, the, it's got a little more on the main that's story, a huge but a little, little less on the main and sides. Yeah, now, Skyrim yeah. has a number of DLCs from what I remember, or maybe it does, but just more mods, I, but I, I, I don't know how much that's added to the side I, or if this, is I don't think, um, I, this, this is separate. This is just the base game. Okay. The so they're just here separately. Um, but you're also, you know, here's the thing that 18 hours is only based off of, it's a much smaller sample size right now. Um, you know, oh, that, that, okay. that's so only 64 taking... players. So, yeah, that's a relatively small they be the fastest players sample. to get it done. You know, that's the thing is those are the players that well, look at the are difference. getting it done first yeah. in the world. I mean, you're looking at the more leisure time, which is, you know, closer to 30 hours for that game versus um, the main. Well, <laughs> that's the problem with Skyrim. You can play that so freaking slow. You can spend 150 hours on just the main story. Uh, you know, here's the thing with these games. As you noted, you can just you can spend as much or as little time doing things. I mean, there are still there are people to this day um, that still play their original Skyrim saves, and you just kind yeah. of walk around and just kind of do whatever. Um, and and that will over time people do this. Obviously, there's some um, incentive early on to actually play through the game, right? And then you can go back and yeah. replay it or redo it at a much slower clip. So I would assume over time, maybe that 18 stretches out to 20 or 21, which is still not 34 and a half or 35 and a half, whatever that number yeah. was. Um, but to all of the, you know, to all of the, the, the other things, um, it's still a very significant story. Well, I think that this one, if they wanted to do DLCs, this is being that it's doing it with worlds and you don't have a static set map like you do in the other games. It makes it a little easier because if they want to add content to this, uh, it's fairly it's fairly simple and it doesn't break the map. I mean, you got to think of, of something that's in space. People aren't generally flying from planet to planet or solar system to solar system in manual mode. They're using the kind of hyper jump, uh, sure. you know, fast travel to do it. Um, and so most people are going to be like, well, I traveled past here. You know, it took me 10 hours to go from here to here. And I don't remember seeing anything in between. You know, this is, this is stupid. 
I mean, and now they've added something. It's not going to be immersion breaking. They could add DLCs to this and just add additional solar systems and planets and things that you can go to, and it won't break anything in the story. Uh, you know, you, uh, you, you can add, I guess you could add content to the main places, but I think this has a good chance of, of, of continuing and making it a bigger game over time through those DLCs and maybe even free DLCs. And I'm sure that we'll continue putting out some sort of patches to this uh, as long as it continues to be a popular game over time like the well, other ones have. Because the other games have been very popular over the long run, as you were saying. Yeah, um, and, and there is already some indication of that. Um, everybody's favorite, Todd Howard, the man, um, said that official mod tools are coming in 2024, which you might think, my God, 2024. I mean, it's the. I mean, we're almost halfway no, through September. That. I mean, it's really not yeah. that far away now. Months, months away. obviously, a, a year at least. How I understand it, Brian is is twelve whole months. So, 2024 yeah. could be a year in two months from now, technically, depending on that. But I would assume yeah. it's probably. I would say it's definitely within the first six months of next year. So we're no more than probably six to eight months out from that. Would be my just gut reaction. I'm not basing that off of anything. Which doesn't seem unrealistic for a game. I mean, obviously, there's folks that want to get in there and just mod the crap out of it day one, and and that's fine. But I I I don't think I want that to be available right off the gate. Now, some argue it's my game. I want to play it the way I want to play it, and, that, and that's all fine and dandy. But you got to remember, this team is actively working on now bug fixing and patching a brand new game with millions of players and hundreds of thousands of or tens of thousands of reports low hundreds of thousands worth of bug reports and issues and requests and fixes it it makes a lot of sense for this to be all right we are running we're up we're good everybody's playing and everybody's happy we're good to go um apparently will the starfield um modding will be equivalent to the creation kit which is the modding tools for games like Fallout 4 and Skyrim. Um, and then apparently there are uh, there is going to be some sort of DLCs. Um, when those come, what they do, how much they cost, none of that is available. But there was a hint that DLCs are definitely planned, which, which makes sense. Um, the question is the timeliness of them. You know, how... How do you manage getting, you know, if I'm being honest, Brian, 18 hours is not that long in terms of a $70 yeah. title. Um, how do you, how do you, how do you get something out, but not also quell your own launch? Um, and that could be a problem. Well, and I think, yeah, I, I think right now, if you look at some of the original DLCs of Skyrim. Some of those things were just implementing technology that wasn't able to be implemented day one. You know, that was, um, I remember Dawn Guard, if I remember correctly, was maybe like player housing. There was just some different ones that brought in things that when Skyrim came out was very difficult to do and computers weren't as capable of. With this, I'm wondering if it's going to be, hopefully, because right now they don't have vehicles on the ground that you can drive around in you know, the equivalent of a horse. Uh, maybe at some point, I'm wondering if, if they consider DLC being additions like that, because that's kind of what Skyrim did. Now, I'm trying to remember with Fallout, I don't remember there being a really DLCs that they added to that. They added, you know, New Vegas, which was a separate game. But I, I'm wondering if it's going to be maybe expansions to how ships work or how you can travel, or if it's going to be new quests and content. I, I think a mixture of both, you know, continue adding to the game and adding, you know, additional functionality. But I think it's going to be important, you know, with it being 18 hours, as you said, bring in more content so that you build that up for the player that wants to continue that story and see what you can get out of this. Um, you know, make it to where if people are enjoying it and they want more content, like, for instance... Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, I wish they had more content for it, sure. more storyline. You know, they kind of cut it off, and they did all the stuff online, which didn't really feel like the main game at all. And it just, you know, I didn't feel like doing that. And and that was kind of sad for me because I really enjoyed that game, and I would love to love to see them expand on it and, and add to it. 
with this, once people are through the whole story, uh, you know, unless the side stories feel as fulfilling as the, as the main story, uh, you know, people are going to want more. They're going to want something else to chase and to build upon and make their character feel stronger or bigger or better, or more, you know, able to, to go more places, whatever it is. Um, you know, we'll see. I, being that I'm so early in the game, it's kind of hard to say how epic you feel at the end, you know, because you got Dragon Shout, you get all the or all these different things in the original Skyrim that made your character feel more powerful right now what makes me feel more powerful is having a gun that shoots you know stronger i mean that's sure that's about as as big as it gets you know i don't have a giant ship i've got the base ship um you know i'm kind of still seeing where this is going to go but you know i'm i'm a decent number of hours in to feel like i'm still kind of figuring it out so i i kind of think their their completionist numbers are definitely off because i'm not sitting there and wasting time and i feel like i'm mostly staying to the main story and I and I'm, I've got to be at least you know ten hours in, and I'm nowhere near the end. So uh, you know I'm thinking for the average player, you're going to have a decent amount of content. It sure seems like it. I definitely have not heard uh, mass complaints about uh, about yeah. any of that yet. But again, it's it's kind of too new to tell. It's for most folks, it's been out less than seven days. So. Uh, if you have any Starfield experiences or comments you want to pass along, you can leave us a comment on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also throw some comments in our Discord as well, and you can find all those links in our Rumble also. You can uh, leave uh, all those and find all those links at infectionpodcast.com. All right, Brian, uh, what else going on this week? All right, well, hey, let's talk really quickly about some features that are coming out, first of all, to Google. Uh, one thing okay. they've been playtesting is having playable games on YouTube. Uh, this is something I hadn't really heard of them doing yet. Uh, you know, I've heard of some other companies discussing this. But what they're looking at doing is allowing users to play games via the video platform through about the, the browser or their mobile app. Of course, you know, a lot of people do have the YouTube app, but I guess they're, they're planning on doing it inside of a, a web browser as well. You know, of course, they closed down Stadia. Um, I don't know if it's going to be using some of that technology, uh, but you know, this is just an early announcement that they're doing. Haven't given a lot of details. Um, another one, though, that it yeah, has oh, given a lot more oh, detail. Bef before you before you move on from that, I, I want to say something on kind of a separate note, but it's YouTube and Google related. Um, this week was the, the uh, this yesterday Sunday was the first day of the uh, NFL season. And after 20-some-odd years of DirecTV, the satellite provider, having the exclusive access and rights to what was called the NFL Sunday Ticket, uh, which is the, yeah. where you could watch every single game on your TV and go between channels, YouTube spent a gazillion dollars to buy that exclusivity this year. Um, and yesterday was the, the launch of, of – it was the kickoff of the season. And, Brian, we've been through a lot of – launches of games and products and services mm -hmm. never and i say never and I, I think i mean it never does it go bobs your uncle smoothly on on launch there's always a couple of hiccups and that's what we expect as consumers i mean with something brand new like that yeah i don't you know youtube google's obviously been in the video game for quite some time youtube is not a new serve uh, in the grand scheme of things it's new but in terms of the maturity of it it's not a new service there was, I had not a single buffer, not a single error, not a single delay, nothing with their launch of the NFL Sunday ticket yesterday. Um, and I, I'm not a big Google fan. I think we've made that pretty clear. Some of their policies are, are authoritarian at best. Um, but it's 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 amazing to see a company release something and it just freaking work. And I mean, I know I shouldn't be surprised because this package is $400 a year, but it's a streaming service, Brian, and you can't stress yeah. test tens of millions of people all logging onto an app at a specific time, one o'clock Eastern, when football games yep. start and, um, and not completely crashing your system. They freaking did it. And, um, and there's something to be said for that as a company when you can have what to the consumer was a completely flawless launch of a brand new service that you've taken over for the first time. So rules that aside, I, I put it out on my X profile props to YouTube TV. I mean, they they yeah. kicked ass and they had this really cool 
multi-view thing where you could watch four or six games at once. And it wasn't a direct feed coming in because you could change the audio source, which was really cool. So not only was it like a static image like where they determine what's going on, but you could hover over or or use the Roku controller to change the audio feed. And that it was I I was very impressed. I have not seen a service so smooth on launch in, in, in any recent history. And I think that's the future of television. I mean, especially in sports, if you look at the the ability, because they they're already having you know however many cameras that are sitting there on any kind of a professional sports game, sure, all around pointing at different areas of the field. You've got that experience already, and then they've got mics mics all around the different areas of the field. They've got mics in the helmets. Uh, let's say for football, in the helmets of a number of the players. Uh, they've got a lot of those things. Now, that could cause issues when maybe their secret play, plays being said. You know, they, they might want a little bit of a delay so that the other team isn't listening to the live feed of their of the opposite team. But, you know, I think that that's kind of the, the future of having this more interactive television where in a situation like that, you have the ability to choose your view. Now, you could pick the suggested view that's like old-time TV to where it yep. changes from view to view. But if you want to have a particular view and you want to see it from from one place you know, they youtube especially could give you the ability to do that oh, and it's you know, funny it'll be you say that. if it catches on there that's uh i don't know if they do it anymore that's something so the, the way i know you're not a big football fan so or you're not an active sports viewer so for yeah. football games they're produced by two networks fox and cbs youtube's not doing any of the production they're just they're just the and they're the ott provider that's streaming it but uh, Sunday Night Football, which is produced by NBC, and I remember seeing this years ago, they offered exactly what you're describing. You could go on their website during the game and pick like 12 different camera angles and watch the game from the end zone, from the other end zone, or from the sky camera, from a pylon that's on the goal line. You could watch all those different views. And it makes sense, right? When you break away from having a physical cable channel, that's something. There's no channel numbers on YouTube TV, which is kind of a pain in the ass because you can't easily get to. It's a, it's just a different way of thinking. You can't easily get back to where you just were, or type in a number and go directly to a channel. You have to fumble through the guide, and you can do favorites and all that stuff. But that that's what people, some people want. Is is I just yep. rather watch this or watch that and. And this OTT, which is over-the-top transmission, which is what all of these IPTV streaming services are, give can give the consumer that option with arguably zero cost in terms of infrastructure. It's nothing more than another stream endpoint, which costs them yeah. nothing. The, YouTube is yeah. not paying bandwidth. They are the bandwidth. They own all of it. Yeah. Um, so it's there's definitely a lot that's about to come with all of these services as met more and more folks and and over, you know we we talk about cord cutting a little bit and have in the past there was a major dispute between charter which is spectrum a formerly time warner cable and disney this past week in which espn and all disney properties were stripped from uh if you're a charter customer a spectrum customer or a time warner customer and the the, I, I can't imagine the bloodshed that they saw in terms of subscribers of people jumping to YouTube TV at $74 a month versus $300 a month for cable. Um, yeah. it's, 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 it's just very interesting to see that the, the, the I was, my father was talking to my father last night. Um, and um, I want to make sure I get his quote correctly. Um, let's see. We were talking about the football game. Can't believe I stayed with Spectrum as long as I did. And that was in response to, to watching that yesterday. That, and that, that's, that's to me, is telling, Brian, because my father, he's my father, obviously. He's not a young man. He's got a 26-year-old yeah. child. Uh, so he's in his mid-50s. And to get that response, I can't believe we stuck with our cable company. That is a very telling, consi- a very telling sign of the average consumer. I can't believe yeah. that this is the only way that we viewed television for so long. A clunky I've guy. I've got my dad who's in his 70s. All He's do does all streaming now. He doesn't do direct TV I'm, anymore. He I'm sure he loves it. it yeah. Once yeah, you he, get over the hurdle. British TV and yeah. everything else well, so he can pick and choose. Once you, 
once you get over that initial hump of the uncomfortableness of not having the traditional cable remote that you've had for 25 years and some of yep. the creature comforts, uh, it's a much better experience. Now, these streaming companies will fumble, no pun intended, and they will raise jack up the prices and then cable will come back in and go, hey, look at us, yeah. $60. We're cheaper. <laughs> Um, so there definitely will be some back and forth, um, but it is really amazing to see how, you know, it was essentially Netflix for the longest time, and it seems like in the last 12 to 18 months, streaming television has just freaking exploded. Um, yeah. So, sorry to derail your your conversation yeah, yeah. there, but uh, it's it well, all it all kind of it all kind of weans together, Brian, because we we know yeah. this. What media does, what traditional entertainment does gaming tends to take some of those elements and implement them in the future. And we've seen yep. the attempt of streaming. It hasn't worked yet, at least for Stadia. Microsoft is attempting yep. to do it. But in 10 years, I could see where there's no physical media at all for, for consoles. There's yep. hardly any physical media for television. It won't make any sense. No, it doesn't make sense for media. Thing. Traditional. And that's the thing is I think content's going to get so big. And that's what I, I keep pointing at is, how are you going to store right now on these devices? There's not enough space to to store a truly next gen game. How big is one terabyte though? drives that you have? Uh, the 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 one terabyte oh. drives won't be able to store the high quality graphics that people are going to want. Where when you look at something, it has ultimate detail because that's just what is starting to be the norm now. Starfield's a little bit different because they don't put everything as super HD. You know, it's kind of still like fallout in that way it's amazing i'm reading the system requirements for this game it says ssd required for the minimum yep. and recommended system requirements that to be able that's to pull all those different it's assets streaming those assets in yeah a 5600 rpm drive is just too slow i was gonna install this on my secondary oh never mind i don't have a hard drive anymore disregard um i can install my secondary drive it is also an ssd um but that that just goes to show you that, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, so for Google, that's going to be called Playables. So if you see something called Playables, that's going to be that gaming service. Now, uh, does another, it say if it's coming to YouTube or YouTube TV? Does it does it differentiate? It, does it just say YouTube? No, this will be on the YouTube app. YouTube app, okay. The yep, the regular YouTube app. Okay, cool. Um, now, another one that's been talking about this for a little bit is Netflix. They were the first. So they've, been, they've, had, they've had tests that they've been doing on their mobile but now they're going to be expanding that to TVs and PCs. Hmm. Uh, and so this is going to be to where they're going to be launching. Um, they're doing beta tests in UK and Canada right now. So, you know, we're not seeing it here. But this is something to where it has some of the games that we've seen, like Oxygen Free. It's a lot of the, uh, the various games that were on Humble Bundle and things like that. Plus, I'm sure some new ones. But you're going to start seeing where you can play um, with either a phone as your controller. And I'm sure that they'll also let you pair, depending on the device that you're playing it on, with a regular controller. And then probably they'll be selling some sort of device that's, you know, their gaming version of the uh, of a, a device that, you know, can do, supposedly has more features. But really, these things will probably stream on. I, the, the only thing about a Roku is the controller support on a Roku is horrible. Garbage. Yeah, trash. So I, I, that'll probably be where they want you to pair it with a phone some sort and you could probably then pair your phone to a controller and have it bypass <laughs> it in that way i mean honestly i had to kind of get around the roku i don't understand why roku doesn't embrace the ability to use bluetooth um but i, th I think all the others mostly support that type of technology where you can hook up a keyboard and mouse um for pc or you can play via your smartphone on almost anything else now i'm having a stream to tv I'm having a come to Jesus moment on this. I think originally, and I still, I, we kind of poo-pooed this original idea of, of Netflix streaming these games, but it seems like to me, when are you watching Netflix? Most of the time you're watching, not for most people, you're watching Netflix with somebody else, a significant other, whatever. To me, the market for them is couch co-op. That would yeah. be, so the option is let's open up Netflix. What do you want to watch? Or what do you want to play? Right. See, you don't that, play, yeah, do you play I'm not going to load up Netflix and be like, oh, boy, get, I'm going to grab my Doritos and my Red Bull and, and shout out and get into a gaming session. But I could totally see a situation where 
you know, I don't really feel like what you know, I don't I don't say anything I want to watch. You want to try Overcooked? You want to try one of these other couch co-op games? That could be yeah. To me, that's a big market that they should explore because you're in most, in not every case, but in a lot of cases, you've already got a captive audience there for those kinds of games. I don't know that I would open Netflix to play a full story game. In my, I just don't think I, I wouldn't. Maybe I mean, other they, people would. They've got some adventure games. They're they're testing it with adventure games though. Makes sense, <laughs> I guess. If you don't have an adventure a, yeah. game, uh, you know something that kind of is an extended story. But I think here the biggest thing is going to be. How are they going to make it feel comfortable to play? Because that's the big difference is not having a normal controller yeah, is going to kill the experience for a lot of people. Yeah, playing playing on a this phone like terrible. that, it just doesn't feel natural because you have to, have to keep looking down at the phone to make sure you're pressing the right button. I just think that it, 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 this will maybe spur better versions of the streaming devices that support these features because there hasn't really been a use yet prior to this for a device having a lot of those extra features because who was really playing? I mean, Roku had silly games. Amazon, I, I know early on, had, I have a controller for Amazon that, yeah, the that I bought. Yeah, the Fire Cube had one that came with it, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah, and there was a game that they tested that was a multiplayer game where you played one player on the tablet who kind of enhanced the game as you were playing and the other person was playing on a controller. You know, that they had those those abilities, but it didn't really take off on that device. But maybe here where it's more less of a just a, a gimmicky type of experience with a specific device, having something that's going to be truly uh, usable on anything, people are going to see where, okay, hey, this device has a better, yeah, that's exactly the controller I have. Um, you know, and it, it worked fairly well, but there wasn't a lot of use for it. Uh, having something like that where it's going to be a device that streams well and maybe Roku's just going to have to, pick up the pace and fix it or something else may become better than the Roku and, and people are going to want to get those because it, it plays these games well on maybe not just this app, but maybe also on the Xbox app. You know, that's what's going to come down to who's going to adapt the game pass streaming and a Netflix streaming and YouTube streaming and make it to where you can play all those games on something seamlessly. And then Roku... it'll be like having an Xbox. They attempted to do that with this controller, which... But I, I tried to get it. It does not work well. Yeah, I thought I had easily accessible, but I guess I don't. The idea was that you kind of handled it like the Nintendo Joy-Con. yeah. Where you turned it sideways and you used it like it that. It doesn't but, work well. No, I'm sure it doesn't. It's not a very... It's not a It's not a great experience. Um, yeah. You're right. I mean, they're going to have to... And, and you know, the market will determine... They'll probably if, sell a, They'll probably sell their own... Um, console-like controller that plugs into this. I mean, they're going to have to. If if this is going to take off, and, and I, I think we mentioned this early on, X, you want to see Xbox Game Pass absolutely freaking explode? Coin a deal with put Roku and put it on every freaking streaming. I mean, it, it, dude, you go to a Walmart or a Target or a Maybe Best Buy. Maybe you don't need a console anymore. You won't, right? There's no reason to buy a console, and you can now buy a $198 52-inch television that's got Roku built right into it. It's not the fastest thing in the world. Hook a controller up to it, yeah. Yeah, but for streaming, it doesn't matter if it's fast or not. All it has to do is have an Ethernet connection, and then you're 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 good to go. You're golden. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see. Because it was years ago that we talked, and Netflix did this with the last Stranger Things season or the season before it when they introduced like a little co-op game. I never played it. I didn't even know yeah. if I had access to it. Um, so I think it was maybe two seasons ago they did that. So I don't know. Those, were all, on, those were all required to play though on mobile. Like you had to play uh, it on the yeah. Netflix app on your, on your phone or a tablet, I guess. Gotcha. Um, but this is making something where you actually, you're not having to stream it to your TV or anything like that. Like it's bringing the experience to your TV and PC. So we're definitely kind of going into a little war with, with I guess this is cloud gaming, right? I mean, it's a, it, 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 it's kind of in that realm. Um, it, it's I think it's going to be become normal. That's the thing. It's got to become normalized to where just like streaming was not a normal thing, most people didn't do it. I mean, before I started pushing it, when, when I, it was when I worked at Google's, it was a new thing. So I remember when I you know promoted to them to do what, became that Chromecast, 
nobody else was really doing other than hobbyists. You know, we were doing it on, on various little devices and, and doing this type of thing, but your average person was using DVDs still, or they were watching over the air or through cable. Um, now everybody, nobody watches DVDs anymore. Nobody, you know, everybody's getting away from cable, as you said. This is going to become normalized to where people don't use discs anymore. They don't even need an Xbox anymore because I think once Microsoft realizes that if they release all of their games through st streaming, they get 10 times more sales or 10 times more players. And why would you bother trying to limit everybody to a console anymore? Yeah. I, I just, I, th I think it's going to become normal like that. And then that'll be, you know, five, 10 years from now, people will be like, oh yeah, you remember when we used to play on, play on the Xbox? You know, it, it'll, it'll be, it'll be like that again, just like Blu-ray players today and, X and DVD players. I really don't think that we are more than or less. I don't know what the right terminology would be. Maybe only two more generations of consoles, and yeah. the and the Th second of those they just stop doing it. And the second of those two more is probably nothing more than a glorified streaming device. Yeah, they're they're not going to have discs anymore. It's going to be because they've been really pushing the Xbox Series S. What they need what they need to do is put out the for the next one, just have it be a Series X without the without the disc drive. Yeah, you know, have it be a streaming device because it, it's not really helping them. They don't like the fact that you can resell a game anyways or, or trade it in. It's going to really hurt GameStop. But uh, honestly, like that, they complain that people can turn around and sell the disc to the next person. They don't get any cut of that sale. How do you cut that out? You make it a purely on device, online device, and it attaches to your account. People don't do that anymore. You get you get all the sales from every person who plays your game at that point, um, you know, and maybe you can lower the price because you're, there's not a risk of people reselling and recouping some of their money and you never getting a sale from however many times that disc is sold. Yeah. So I, I just think I think it'll it it's better in the long run because people still get you know for the person playing the game you still get your your money that pays the studios and play pays the artists and things like that. So yes, yeah, sir. okay. So that's that's Netflix. I, we don't have a lot of time. Um, let's just kind of touch on a few pieces of small news. Sure. So remember the the day before, I think it was called. Yeah, the day be day before. Remember they were yes. having that big naming dispute. Mm -hmm. So they have requested to l list as a new name to get back on Steam um, because I guess they found out they do not have rights to the day before, which is what they were promoting everything under. So they're going to be, yeah, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be doing this as another name. I'm not seeing, because there was a calendar app called the day before um, that people were thinking was not legitimate, but, you know, it, it was named that for quite some time. Um, day World, I think, is what they're going for now. So Day World, we'll you know, see. We are so past the point of a game like this anymore. I that's the, the sad thing is the longer the they wait, the technology <laughs> that they were pushing because they were you know supposed to be really cutting edge using all the latest. Well, Epic is keeps releasing more Unreal versions that are implementing cooler features, and unless they're implementing all this, I mean, because the, their newest ones are making open, really big open world enhancements. Um, you know, a lot of these things are becoming more standard. Where you'll see more and more games implementing these features, to where when this comes out, it's going to be average, and that's going to really hurt them. Unless they have some really good gameplay, you know, gameplay in it, but we'll see. Um, I want uh, okay. So one thing I I wanted to mention one more thing, Arc. You know, they're they're switching some of these things with um, with how they're they're going to be shutting down some of their servers and and switching to some of the new things. They announced that their Arc Survival Ascended is going to be exclusively using Nitrado, which from what I understood oh, that means that. That, so that'll be the only place that you can host. Yep. Remember when this happened before with who was Conan Exiles did that? Conan Exiles. Remember how that came back to bite them? Well, Having they this used exclusive a, streaming partner. Yeah, they used an un. Well, got to go to the comment I made earlier about YouTube TV working really well. Conan Exiles launched is incredibly popular. Literally saved the company from bankruptcy. Unfortunately, yeah. their server host was not prepared for that and the official servers 
the, the servers didn't work. I mean, the, all of the servers were down. It literally it crippled the server hosting company, and it yeah. really stymied the launch. It's amazing that the game recovered at all. Recovery, um, yeah. It, it is, uh, is, is amazing. Fortunately, Nitrato is, is pretty legit. Um, yeah, they've, they've been I, around I for a while and have hosted yeah. a lot of games. Yeah, I so don't that, think that's, that's going to be a huge deal. So that means they're, they're not going to license reselling to anybody else. Yeah. Now, you can still self-host your servers. So it's not like this is the end of the world. Um, you know, for players like, or for people like us, you know, we host 11 ARC servers. We would still be able to host one and not have to go through a third-party hosting service. Because that's the big thing is if, if we have the ability to host our own, I'd rather not pay somebody else to do sure. what I already know how to do. What I when I first saw this, I was kind of worried that they were going to be taking that away from us, and that we were going to be forced to you know there was going to be no self hosting, but thank goodness uh, you know it looks like they're still going to be keeping the self hosting ability, and if you know just they're not going to be licensing the ability for any server hosting companies other than Nitrato to do this, whether that changes in the future I don't know, but currently that's going to be where they're at. So well, this is supposed to be really there's a reason here at the end of this year, right? There might be a reason for this also. Um, Ark is a cross-platform game. And for some of this cross-platform stuff, it might make sense to have all of this stuff on one server host. Well, and they may be able to make it so that this has, you know, because right now, Console they players said can't the seamless PC. integration of Survival Ascend is revolutionary cross-platform mod system. Boom, there you go. You know, that's that's got to be what it comes down to, is they're going to be working with them to just make it work. Yeah, <laughs> full integration. Yeah, that's the, yeah. That's, the, that's the reason you go with... That's the, I'm not a fan of exclusivity um, if, if it, when it doesn't make sense. In this case, it might make sense, based on the complexity yeah. of what they're trying to do. And again, because here's the problem you get. Your arc... What Studio Wildcard, whatever their name is, you license this out so that any Tom, Dick, and Harry that has a VPS that does server hosting can host your yeah. game. And now you, as Studio Wildcard, are fielding questions from pissed off gamers that their server <laughs> isn't working or their server yeah. doesn't support this. And now you're having to try and explain to a customer who just spent $70 on your game that it's not your fault, it's somebody else's fault. That's a problem. But, and a lot of times these companies don't give you the proper resources to your PPS or whatever they're yeah. toasting it. Where a lot of the issues they'll be dealing with of people going on and saying, this game sucks, it's rubber bands, everything's horrible. Well, no, it's because the server company that you're hosting on isn't giving you the resources to play the game properly. But Brian, it was only 32 cents a slot. No, I know. <laughs> and now you, get, you get that 32-cent experience, right? Yeah, damn so. straight. Um, kind of makes right. sense for this. But the fact that you can self-host, I don't see this as an issue. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll we'll probably throw something up so people can play it once this thing launches, uh, if, it, if um, it's something that takes off. I saw this in the news, and was uh, was it's an interesting note. Old GameStop Arena saw net sales up 2%. For quarter two, now you might be saying, well, quarter two is 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 not recent, and this is actually quarter two of um, this is quarter two of uh, last year, I believe. Um, but yeah. as they went through and re-upped their their quarterly analysis, um, they noted that uh, net losses were. Tr- oh, excuse me, now this was quarter two of twenty twenty three in comparison to Q two of twenty twenty two. Uh, net losses yeah. were trimmed to 2.8 million for the quarter, uh, so that was a net sale of two uh, percent for them. Well, good. We'll see if it keeps them in business. I don't I'm think always so. surprised. Uh, I'm always surprised so. when they keep on going. So, is there by the way, no. Cover before we. Yeah. Um, just to wrap up this GameStop, it, it's noted here at the end of this article. GameStop currently does not have a CEO or a CFO. The company terminated. Yeah, they well, that's fact. They terminated Matt Furlong, funny name, Matt Furlow, uh, in June, and in July the CFO announced that she was resigning. So the company is currently running uh, rudderless and captainless, but they have a sale, and they are they're running. Where they're running to? Yeah, could be into we'll Iraq, 
or into the abyss. They, yeah, who knows exactly how this SS bankruptcy <laughs> riding high on the open seas. But uh, poor old GameStop. Rest in peace. Yeah, we'll we'll see where they end up. All right. Well, hey, if you want to find me, uh, you can find me at Boise Computer on X, or if you want to go to at Brian Aldridge on Gab, Getter, Truth Social. If you want to go check out my blog, biteoftech.com, you're more, more than welcome to do that. Uh, if you want to get, find where I'm at on social media or contact me directly. If you want to contact Nick or I, perfect place that you can go is infectionpodcast.com. Go to the upper right-hand side and join our server on Discord. Uh, up there, there's links for the 11 ARC servers if you want to play one of those. We've got a uh, show news channel that's in there. So if you want to submit news topics or something you think we should see before the live show, you're perfectly welcome to do that. And uh, we've got politics and everything else in there as well. Uh, if you want to watch the live show, the perfect place to do that is Twitch, YouTube, or After the Fact on Rumble. Uh, if you want to listen in the lower right-hand side, we've got a lot of different platforms to listen to uh, our show on. And those are all recorded and then uploaded after the fact in podcast form. But if you are listening, that means the show notes for that particular episode are all up and ready to go on the website. And you're more than welcome while you're listening to join that page. And there's a video and audio player built into it. And then follow along with the links. We've got sometimes videos, um, source material, things that we reference throughout the show. But if you want to dig in a little bit deeper or see where we're getting our information, you're more than welcome to check out the show notes and, and follow right along with it. If you want to support us, there's a support option up top, or you can go to infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Yes, you can, and we always appreciate that. Brian, appreciate you. Uh, we're Are we back next Tuesday? I'm pretty sure. I'll double check, okay. but I'm pretty sure next Perfect. week is the normal. Excellent. To well, to stay up to date with that stuff, uh, just head on over to our Discord. We'll post uh, updates in there. Uh, Brian, thanks as always, my friend. Greatly appreciate it. I will promise you, I'll play some Starfield. And we will uh, we'll do a full full discussion on it next week. All right, folks, okay. that's going to do it for a another edition here of Infection Podcast. My uh, you can follow out my uh, daily antics by visiting nickcraig.com or follow me on X at Nicholas M. Craig. If you missed any portion of today's show, head on over to our website. It's infectionpodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye bye.